0: a recap of Sunday's readings? It's time for Homily Highlight on Mater Day Radio. And today's Homily Highlight is from our good friend Monsignor Gerard O'Connor Rector at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception right here in Portland. On this second Sunday of Lent, every year the Gospel gives us one of the versions from the Synoptic Gospels of the Transfiguration. And at this time in Lent we're shown the figure of Abraham, the great patriarch, the great father of Israel, who by the way is honored obviously in Judaism, but also in the Muslim faith as well. Abraham, this great character who had this relationship, with the Lord, the first covenant. You know, we look at the big covenants between Abraham, Noah, Moses, Abraham received this first promise of the Lord. And Abraham is a real figure of trust, of course, It's to remind us about to trust in the Lord. Look at this, he was told to get up, take what he had and go to a new land, to the land of Canaan. He wasn't even told how to get there, he was just told get up and go. He didn't know whether it was 100 miles south or west or whatever, just the idea of that he was to pack up his kinfolk and his animals and set off on a journey and the Lord would show him the way. He would lead him to Cana. He trusted in the Lord. He departed from his comfortable homeland and went into the land of Cana to take possession there. And it wasn't easy. He wasn't given a golden key to Cana. He had to fight the tribes that lived there to take possession of some of the land there that the Lord wanted him to have. And then the Lord promises him that he will be father of many nations. Which is ironic because Abraham was 75 and him and his wife, being married for 60 odd years, had no children. And the thought of having children would be impossible to them. Yet the Lord says, I will make you the father of many nations. And that's what happened. And after 24 years of traveling and Cana, he's given the child Isaac at the age of 100. I'm not a parent, but I do talk to a lot of parents and apparently it's quite difficult being a parent. But at the age of 100, being a parent for the first time is probably a little scary. And then when Isaac is a teenager, Abraham is 113. But at that point, he's asked something else from the Lord. He's asked another test of his trust in the Lord He's told to go into the wilderness and offer a sacrifice to God. And that sacrifice will be Isaac, his son, the one who has been given so he would be father of the many nations. That his descendants would be more than the grains of sand on the seashore. He's asked to go and sacrifice Isaac. And you all know this, the, the event with Isaac goes into the wilderness. Isaac's looking for where is the animal for the sacrifice? And Abraham knows it's his son that God's asking him to, to give. But as he's about to kill Isaac, the angel of the Lord comes and stops Abraham and tells him that he has done good in the sight of God because he was willing to give everything for God because he trusted in God. And that really is the example for us in this Lent that we must put all our trust in the good Lord, trusting that his promises he will keep and that eternal life is the outcome of that trust in God. And we don't know what's going to happen today, tomorrow, the next few years, etc. We can plan all we like, but things will come in our path that we didn't expect. And they're the times when God asks us to trust Him. We see in the uh, transfiguration in our gospel there, this is an event which is meant to give the disciples, the apostles there, some courage in the forthcoming passion. Right, so they go up to the um, <clears throat> they go up to the mount, and Moses and Elijah appear. But more importantly, that cloud appears with that voice from the Father, which says, "This is my beloved Son. Listen to him." It is the confirmation that Jesus is the Messiah, He is the Son of God, He is the one who's come to free Israel from their sins, not just Israel but the Gentiles too. And this was a foretaste of Jesus Christ's glory. So the apostles are meant to see the glory of God in this event, to understand that there is hope that in the coming days when they see Christ being arrested and maltreated and whipped and beaten and eventually crucified, that they should know that on the third day we'll rise again because he's told them about the resurrection. But unfortunately, the transfiguration didn't stick with the apostles, did it? Because, you know, Peter denied him. The other apostles run away. No one wanted to be around through all this. And it was only after Pentecost, when they received the Holy Spirit, that they got some strength that they could witness to the gospel. But that glimpse of hope was there, the transfiguration. And during this Lent, we need those glimpses of hope. We need them all the time in our Christian life. We need those glimpses of hope, the glimpses of the glory of God, because it reminds us about what this is all about. It reminds us about our heavenly destiny. Our union with God at the end of this life of spiritual growth is to be with God, right? And we need some signs of that glory. Where do we get them? We get them in our daily life of relationship with Jesus Christ, in our prayer. They're signs of hope. They're the glimpses of glory. To concentrate and to think and meditate upon the figure of Jesus Christ and our love for him and his love for us, they should give us these little glimpses of hope, these glimpses of glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why daily prayer is so important to us, to pray daily in whatever way we like as well. There's no fixed way of prayer. Prayer is diverse as we are. Lady this morning after the first Mass said to me, Please tell them about daily Mass. And she said, You mentioned daily Mass a year or so ago, and I got it in my head that I wanted to go to daily Mass. And she said, I've been doing that for the last year. And she said, It changed my life. And she's in a group with some other people, and she was talking about this, and there was a guy in the group who said, I did the same thing. I started going to daily Mass, and it changed my life. There's no greater prayer than the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, of course, and to participate in it is the source and summit of our lives as Christians. But to do that on a more regular basis, daily, or at least once another time during the week is a great thing, of course. It's a life change; It really is. It changed my life. I started going to daily Mass, and within a couple of years I was in the seminary. Um, I'm not saying that you're going to go to the seminary if you go to daily Mass, but You will have a closer relationship with the Lord. You will focus your day on the things above. And that's the other thing. It's a glimpse of glory and it keeps us going. It gives us that hope for eternal life. So as we, in the middle of this Lent or the second Sunday of Lent, remember that figure of Abraham, we trusted in the Lord in all those things. And then this glimmer of hope that we have in the transfiguration. And we look for those hope, those glimmers, those glimpses of hope. our daily lives and that is today's homily highlight from monsignor gerard o'connor the rector at saint mary's cathedral of the immaculate conception here in portland